there's no easy way to transition to Sean Levine whatsoever after that, but that's no. the beauty of it. Is Sean Sorry. will play right along, host of Tapped Out on BetQL. <laughs> Welcome to the show where we talk about handsome men, Sean, uh, and NBA players that are handsome as well. Would you like to talk about the looks of John Jones and uh, Cyril Gaon at all in this fight? We could start with that if you want. Sure, we can talk Wizards, too. I was going to guess Merlin was maybe the third one, but, yeah, I mean, when I think about <laughs> it, Corey Kispert is... Corey Kispert is a good-looking guy, now that I think about it. Like, and I'm perfectly comfortable saying that. He's a good-looking dude. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, so, John Jones is moving up weight classes for this heavyweight fight, and I've seen pictures of him, and it's interesting, because he kind of looks like now it's a reverse before and after of, like, a weight loss program, or, you know, the guy that got married and his goal was to have a dad bod after that, but he's also John Jones, and he's an all-time great. Uh, like, I, I guess the best way to look, like, what kind of effect can this have on a fighter going up this much into a weight class that they've, one, never been in before, and for somebody like him, too, like, he's got a great wrestling pedigree. So, does he maybe give up some of that or lose some of that advantage going up to a heavier weight class? No, I don't think so. I think that John maybe got a little bit bored at light heavyweight toward the end there where he was still winning fights. Some people think that he didn't. They got they ended up going to the cards a little bit more often than finishes. And I think that was more of the problem with John. Now that he's moving up a weight class, he doesn't have to cut weight. And John's he's naturally a big dude. I mean, a lot of people don't know. You know who his brothers are, right? His brothers are Chandler Jones and yep. Art Jones, former yep. NFL players. So he comes from a family of big, mm -hmm. strong, athletic dudes. So the fact that he doesn't have to cut any weight, guys, I don't think it's going to hurt him at all. But let me tell you this. From an odds perspective, if you wanted to bet on John Jones or want to bet on John Jones, get in right now. Like, before I'm done talking, get your bet in because he started off as a minus 120. Right when this fight was announced, he was a slight favorite. I was on air when they announced the fight. He was a minus 120. Then it went to minus 150. And then yesterday, it was minus 170. And then I just checked five minutes ago, it's minus 185. By the time the fight goes off, guys, everybody's going to go, well, he's John Jones. He's the greatest of all time. He's fighting against a guy in Cyril Gaon. Let's just call it what it is. He's only been in the UFC for a minute. He's one and one in his last two fights. And I think people are going to pay the minus 200. So if you want to get him right now on BetMGM at minus 185, do it right now. I kind of love that. I mm. really do, Sean. Everyone's talking about... John Bones Jones, but for me, I am particularly interested in Bullet Shevchenko. Yes, I am. Probably one of the, my favorite interviews I've ever done is with her. She's just a, she, she's very cold-blooded. You can tell she's ready to throw down at any time. Coming off of a split decision, title def defense. Do you think she's going to look better against Grosso? Uh, like, how do you how do you bet her? How do you attack her? I bet her to win and to finish the fight inside the distance. as you, She's so good. I mean, she is so good. At some point, it would be great if we get a chance to see her fight Amanda Nunes for a third time. I think right now, that's the only lady probably in the world, I get it, different divisions at this point that could end up beating her. Some people think that when the second fight went down, that Valentina actually won. So me and the rest of the MMA fans would love to see that one. But as far as tomorrow night goes, so the UFC belt is pretty cool looking. And it has these rubies inside of it where you get one every single time you win or defend your championship belt. And nobody has eight of them, which would completely fill the thing up. She's got seven right now. So if she does it tomorrow night, that's eight, and that makes a full belt. So she's got that as incentive. And on top of that, a lot of people think that because in her last fight it ended up going to the cards, that she's maybe not maybe not either quite as interested as I was talking about kind of a minute ago with John Jones, 
or maybe getting a little bit old, maybe not in her prime. I don't feel that way. I think she's going to go out there because she hears all that noise, and she's going to go out there, get the finish. If you made me bet, I think she probably wins by submission in, like, the third round. Sean, I want to go back to John Jones gaining weight because it interests me. <laughs> what... What generally goes into, and I know everybody's got different plans or different ways to approach it depending on how much weight and that type. Like, it's more than just eating. And I, 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 like, what goes into that to get to that point and do it in a way that actually still makes you a good fighter? Well, when you're a heavyweight fighter, I mean, there's still a, a limit technically, but it's mm -hmm. hard to hit when you're coming from light heavyweight. You're talking about these guys have to do something other than eating. The truth is, for a guy like John Jones, it was just a lot of eating. And it was a few years. I mean, the last time we saw him was, I wonder, like, honestly, I'm being dead serious. I wonder how many different pizzas that guy's had between now and the last <laughs> time we saw him in the octagon because he didn't care at that point. These guys, you know, their temple is their body and they're always taking care of themselves. And some of us say it, we don't mean it, but it's true, right? Like, that's really how these dudes make a living. And in the case of John Jones, he was always cutting to get down to light heavyweight. He's a giant dude. So I think yeah. the fact that he's been able to bulk up over time is going to help. We've seen guys in the past make a weight jump from one weight class to another over a period of just a couple of months. Guys, it's been three years since the last time that we saw John Jones in the octagon. So I've gotten fat plenty of different times over a three-year period of my life. John Especially Jones started in 2020. Weight. I think everybody had to go through that a little bit. We've all changed actually, since then. I lost weight in 2020. Well, fine, whatever. I don't know how that's possible, bro. I put on like 40 <laughs> since then. Honestly, none of my clothes fit. It's it's embarrassing. But yeah, I don't think I think John at heavyweight. It, the bigger question than the weight to me is actually the off time, right? We haven't seen John in an octagon in three years. He's done this before either by choice or by the choice of the promotion where they say hey buddy you got to go away for a little while but man three years none of us get better at not doing our job so that's mm -hmm. my bigger question more than the weight is how is he going to look after the time off yeah Bo Nickel pretty much the darling Sean uh, of the MMA world right now three-time NCAA championship in wrestling he's now 3-0 and got famous from the contender series this kind of feels like the first real match facing Jamie Pickett, 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Do you buy into his hype, or do you think a veteran like Pickett's going to be too much for him? Well, you know where else he is, right? He's on the BetQL Network tomorrow night. Actually, Woo! Bo Nickel joins us on Tapped Out tomorrow night, so nice you don't want to miss yes. that. Uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time right here on the BetQL Network. We've got Bo Nickel coming up. And to answer your question, I, so – to be dead honest with you, we pre-recorded the interview because he's not going to come on 20 minutes before the fight. He's got, you know, more important things to do, like worry about a fight. And I asked him, you know, are you surprised that you're as big of a favorite as you are? Right now, he's like a minus 2,000 at BetMGM. Yeah. So people expect him not just to win. If you want to make any money on it, you have to bet the round. And so far, he's finished all of his fights and finished them early. The question really becomes, do you think that he's going to wrestle the dude, jump on his back, and choke him out, which you can certainly do? Or if you watch the first time he stepped into an octagon, this guy can throw hands. I mean, for real, even though he's only been doing it for a couple of years. So I like Bo early in the first round, and I'm going to split it a little bit. I'm going to sprinkle my money. I'm going to play Bo early, first round finish, partially by knockout, partially by submission. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen early. Wow. All right, let's go down that whole card. We can look at anything going on Saturday. What are the bets, bet or bets, that you're the most confident in? 
All right, so Cody Garbrandt, he's also a good-looking dude. You might want to Google image him if you don't know who I'm talking <laughs> I'm about. Right. She's Great doing tattoos. it right now. Don't you worry, Sean. She's got it. She's going to be salivating here in about 30 seconds. <laughs> that being said, he's a minus 175. He shouldn't be favored to win this fight. This guy hasn't had a chin in years. He's 1-6 in six in his last seven fights. And Trevin Jones' is game at plus 145. I got Jones by knockout. By the way, what do you think of Cody? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm into it. I okay. like the tattoos right. on his chest. I'm Great going to tattoos, his Instagram but... right now to find more. Because, you know, the, the real good stuff he... happens on IG. That's true. But he's not going to win tomorrow night. He shouldn't be favored at minus 175. And then a guy that I've made Tristan a lot of money on. Tristan will console him if he loses. I'm sure she'll, she'll be fine little, with he's that. He's got a little chica, though. Cody and Danny. Does he? Hashtag, yeah, yeah oh. a little chica. Ah, I didn't know that. Um, Drake is too fussy. <laughs> Is a minus 250. Last time out, I made a bunch of money on this guy. He's fighting Derek Brunson, who's a plus 200. I like Duplessis. And then um, I got a couple of fun names for you. Shavkat Rachmanov. He's a minus 550, but he's going to beat up Jeff Neal. And Matisse Gamrot's a minus 225. I think he takes out Jalen Turner in the second round. All right. One more on this. I do want to get to some NFL with you, but, but I do want to know how you think this John jones uh, Cyril Gunn fight will end. Man, I've been going back and forth on this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, at first, I thought, all right, John's taking so much time off. He's coming up to heavyweight. The last couple of times we saw him, he didn't look awesome. Maybe I'll bet against him for once. And then the closer we get to the fight, I'm like, wait, hold on. This guy's the greatest fighter of all time. He's taken time off before. Cyril Gans one and one in his last two fights. John's going to win this fight. John's going to finish this fight. I'm just debating if he's going to knock him out, which he hasn't done in a while. As good as John Jones is, John's the best. Tech, usually when he does end up finishing fights, it's either by submission or TKO. So I'd be surprised if he just knocks out Cyril Gunn. That's a big boy just to put on his back. So give me John Jones' third-round submission. Wow. Let's talk NFL. You're in Kansas City, right? Or nearby Kansas yeah. City? I'm curious because I'm all about the T. What are your thoughts <laughs> on this Juju Smith-Schuster, A.J. Brown back and forth that's going from Twitter to Instagram to maybe real life? I don't know. It feels like the Chiefs, like there was some talk that maybe they were going to get A.J. Brown in the offseason. And then obviously the, we know who they did end up landing. They let Tyreek Hill walk. They get Valdez Scantling. They get Juju. I don't need to rehash it. You know all the moves. I'll say this. From a Chiefs perspective, I think that they've realized that as long as you've got Patrick Mahomes, you, you, don't, you don't really need A.J. Brown, right? You don't really need Tyreek Hill. It's going to be curious, and this isn't what you asked me, but this is what I'm answering anyway. What's going to happen when Travis Kelsey finally gets old, right? And he's no longer the best tight end in the NFL. Because right now, if it's Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of dudes, it's the best team in the NFL. But that's because they have Travis Kelsey. So we'll see what ends up happening. But as far as A.J. Brown goes, honestly, I mean, I understand bitterness, but Chiefs didn't really need it. What are the Chiefs even going to need to do this offseason? I mean, they've got everything. It's just the rich getting richer at this point. You know what they're going to be doing? They're going to be chilling like Corey Dillon on penicillin. <laughs> they don't need to. They don't need to do anything. They they really don't need to do anything. I mean, I suppose they need to figure out if they want to pay Frank Clark. That's kind of a conundrum because Frank Clark. So when they signed him a few years ago, the Chiefs needed a pass rush. He was the best pass rusher available. He was a hundred million dollar guy, and that's when they had a bunch of money available because Mahomes was still on his rookie contract. So they just kind of said screw it and threw caution to the wind, and they knew they were overpaying him at the time, and he didn't deliver. Frank Clark was, like, terrible during the regular season. And then the Chiefs go to the playoffs, and all of a sudden he turns into Lawrence Taylor. Same thing happens a year after. Same thing happens a year after. Then they finally restructured his contract. So I wonder what they think his value is. Is he the bum that he usually is in the regular season? 
Or is he the guy that's third in the history of the NFL in postseason sacks? All of a sudden, he, you know, puts on a cape when the postseason comes around. So to me, man, that's their only big decision, right? They've obviously got to figure out what they're going to do in the draft. Maybe people are talking about, could they make a move for Saquon Barkley? I don't think they need to make any splash moves. Not only do I think that they're the best team in the division, but if they were just to stand pat, no pun intended, and do nothing, I still think they're the best team in the NFL. Is there anybody that the Chiefs should fear in the NFC? In the NFC? <laughs> um, does anybody fear anybody in the NFC? You no, tell me, is, is there a team? I think the only team to be feared in the NFL is the Chiefs, and I'm stuck in this bubble in Kansas City, so... You tell me, because I look at the NFC, and I just see a completely wide open. People tell me that Philly's this great team. I think that Philly was a little bit better than the Rams as a Super Bowl champion. And what I mean by that is the Rams faded. The Rams were terrible this year, right? They won a handful of games. Their coach thought about quitting in the offseason. I don't think Philly's going to be that bad, but it feels like a lot of people think it's a foregone conclusion that they're this dominant football team. And I look at the NFC, and I just think it's a bunch of, above average to average teams. To me, all the best teams are in the AFC. I mean, the Eagles could lose half their roster. they got a ton of guys that are heading towards free agency. Now, as you know, the team that could change everything if they just get a quarterback would be the 49ers. And if Tom Brady comes out of retirement, those San Francisco 49ers, Sean, Stop when, when this to Tom Brady's coming out of retirement, I'm going to speak this into existence. If not, as you... Lamar Jackson to the 49ers would be the other one. All right, they're just playing sounds from this. I don't even know what's that, going that's on. That's how crazy it that's was. That's telling me that it was so crazy that they were doing the uh, playoff band. I don't, I don't know what's going I'm on. Sean Levine I'm tapped out. Make sure you check that out this weekend. Good talking to you, buddy. I don't know what's going on in my ear. See you guys.